And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Rory Shan's Hooked on Fast Talk. Talk your way out of every situation with our easy-to-follow plan. Hooked on Fast Talk worked for me. Previously on The Cautious Optimism. We are currently trying to figure out how we are going to get ourselves going again. I could use, I think it's two of the rations, and if all went well, that would rectify the problem within a day. Theoretically, the Lightspeed Plus shipping community will come to rescue us. They may just destroy us out of irritation for the fact that they've lost their ship and all the cargo. These are notoriously bad dudes. I know I didn't just fix this ship up to then just be blown out of the sky by Space Amazon. As long as LSP stays outside of the League and the Guild stays inside the League, they just kind of ignore each other. I think we're going to cut the journey time roughly in half, so I think we'll be there in sort of three to four days. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like, I'm famous. A species capable of Santa Power. We are going to be the best of friends. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. Unless anyone else has anything, I think maybe we should fast forward to tomorrow, the first full day of the microbes growth. Makes sense. Yeah. Sounds okay to everybody? Yeah. All right. So tomorrow, I think we're going to say about 10 in the morning as Kyan is in sick bay doing his doctor things, one of the other crew members wakes up and says, ah! Run to the escape pods! To the escape pods! Gives him a mild sedative. Uh, what, what happened? Where am I? What's going on? You are on the ship, the Cautious Optimism. We have rescued you from your ship and radiation poisoning, and you seem to be recovering pretty well, so yay. Captain Melmar looks at the crew member and says, I'm so glad you're awake. And he looks over at the captain and says, uh, yeah, yeah, me too. Everything's okay? Yeah, because this isn't suspicious at all. Right. And the captain says, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's under control. Why don't you get some sleep? And he just looks at the captain and looks up at Kyan and says, okay, thank, thank you. Thank you, Doc. Kyan? 
would like to do a little bit of mind reading, if that is possible. It is absolutely possible. Make your dice roll. Who exactly are you trying to read the mind of? I'm going to read the mind of the captain. The captain, okay. That is a seven, and my... Oh, where did my... Remind me how this works again? Oh, precognition... Yeah, remind me how this works again? Yeah. I will have to refresh my own memory. <laughs> um, you're pre... Let's see. Not precognition, uh, mind control, or mind, uh, mind reading. Mind reading. I'm looking it up in the old book. Oh, let's see. Do you happen to have a page number? I don't. My Telesun stuff's on page 91. I don't know if his is the same area. Mind reading is on page 69, according to my notes. Rar. Good one, Jeff. Thank you. Mind reading. Okay. Uh, you can eavesdrop on the other's surface thoughts. You must be able to see or touch the subject to affect them. Concentrate for one second and roll a quick contest of IQ versus the subject's will. Modify the roll for range penalties, which there are none. If you win, you hear everything the subject says, so vocalizes, or actively thinks about as a voice in your head. Receive thoughts come in at the speed of speech. Okay, so you're going to compete against his will roll. Right, and I rolled a seven. Okay, and you're going to compare that to your IQ. So it's a success by five. Success by five, and he gets... And he had a success by one, which fails. Okay, so you have succeeded. So you're trying to listen to Captain Melmar's thoughts. What you sense is him thinking, okay, everything is under control. These nice people have saved our lives. We just need to keep our traps shut until we can get back to the LSP and then wait for further orders. And I don't need anybody on my crew telling anybody on their crew what exactly we were doing when our ship started to explode. Kyan's going to try and read the other guy's mind. Okay, make another IQ roll for the other guy. That's a success by two. The other guy failed by one, so you totally win. Excellent. Okay, the first thing you sense is just his mood. He's very nervous. And what he's thinking is, uh, okay, okay, they're not cops. They're not any kind of law enforcement everything's everything's fine everything's probably fine besides we were acting under orders we were acting under orders we're not even in any trouble everything's fine i'm just gonna lay here and sleep until the captain tells me what to do ship compatch me to the captain please captain rory uh i imagine you're on the bridge yes beep beep boop go for rory captain can i see you outside of sick bay for a moment please on my way and i go all right. A moment later, you guys are there. All right. So he's going to step outside. He's going to close the, the door and make sure it's all uh, sealed up tight. And he's going to say very quietly. Um, so I got some surface thoughts from both of these fine gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And the captain is thinking about probably have been in doing something shady before the explosion happened. And his crewman is thinking about how we're not cops and everybody should be fine if everybody keeps their mouth shut. So something's going on. Wait, are you sure you're not reading my thoughts? <laughs> I'm I sorry. Don't, just I, don't, I don't need to read your <laughs> thoughts to know that that's what you're thinking most of the time. <laughs> I mean, same. Um, <laughs> same, other captain. 
So did you get anything on what it was that they might have been doing? No, but they were apparently just quote unquote following orders. Orders from who? No clue. Probably their company. <sighs> All right. I'm going to go get Hank's help with this. All right. Let me know what you'd like me to do, but figured you'd probably want to know. Thank you. Uh, I'll be bringing Hank back into the med bay, hopefully, in a little bit. So I go down to engineering. And Kyan returns back into the sick bay, and he's created kind of like a little office space for himself with like a little desk. And as we've kind of established before, when he gets nervous or deep in thought, he's got like a little hacky sack type ball that he tosses up in the air between his hands and... Well, he's good to doing that while he's keeping an eye on these two gentlemen. So athletic. <laughs> All right. I have to do it with my character because I ain't doing it in real life. <laughs> Captain Rory gets down to engineering and finds Hank hard at work. Hank. Yes, Captain. Can I steal you away for a second? Cayenne read the thoughts of the people we rescued, and he thinks they're up to no good and that something was going on on their ship. So they were doing something that messed it up, and that's what made the ship blow up. I'd like to find out more about what it was they're doing. I don't know what questions to ask. Can you come with me? And we'll say it was your idea because you were concerned. You didn't want the same thing to happen to our ship. And we could just kind of figure out what's going on, get a little bit more information out of them. I mean, I don't know what interrogation tactics you think I have, Captain, but I'm ready. And he picks up his weapons and follows her out. I mean, we don't need all the weapons. (laughs) No, 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 no. This is just in case. Okay, well, can you hide it? Is this a hideable weapon? <laughs> the pistol's in an open holster on his side, and the sniper rifle's over his shoulder, so... Yes, sir, they're well hidden. <laughs> I don't think we need the sniper rifle in the med bay. <laughs> he just casually carries a bazooka in there. <laughs> oh, that would be overkill. Just a flamethrower, you know, for reasons. Yeah, so we go back up to med bay. All right. So, Captain Mamar, if you're feeling up to it, can you talk with my engineer here about what it was that caused your ship to explode and all the radiation and all that sort of stuff to get out because i just don't want the same sort of thing to happen here on our ship but i don't know i mean me asking you you could tell me anything i wouldn't know the difference but this you know my engineer will be able to understand your tech speak as it was so and not breaking eye contact with captain melmar i'll reach over my shoulder like i'm reaching for the sniper rifle but grab my ipad off of my backpack (laughs) okay he watches you do all that and raises an eyebrow for a moment and says well of of course no you certainly wouldn't want something like that happening on your own ship now my ship that i was commanding when it exploded uh, ran off of a, a series of a dozen fusion power drives and those are what went super critical and caused the explosion for the record while he's doing this i'm pulling my best rico impression and making notes of everything you say Ooh, okay and he says so as long as you guys aren't using a similar setup i i'm sure you'll be okay what kind of engines do you have nuclear oh well i mean i think it was just a fluke accident though i'm sure it's not going to happen to you guys I mean, just kind of run me through what you would know happened. Well, you know, as the captain of the ship, of course, I I know a bit, but who you would really want to talk to, you know, the details is our own ship's engineer. Um, But unfortunately, he's the guy in the cryopod because he's, he's so badly injured, so. And you would say that's an interesting coincidence, wouldn't you, Captain? 
No, I think it makes perfect sense. Obviously, the engineer is going to be the one closest to the nuclear engines and would take the most radiation damage. Right, but the engineer rarely acts without the express orders of their captain. Oh, is that true? <laughs> and he will look over at Captain Rory giving a, a knowing look. Like they have developed the shorthand, like, look, I have followed your crazy shit enough times you can follow me here. I just want to make sure I just want to know if you wrote it down. <laughs> Kyan's over in his corner office, like raising an eyebrow, like, what captain are you following? I'm trying my best to intimidate this captain into slipping up, is <laughs> what I'm trying it. to do. We get it. You know what? We should probably have you make a roll. You don't have fast talk, do you? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Do you have any, like, talky-talky intimidation conversational <laughs> skills in particular? He has a sniper rifle. I, <laughs> that's, that's true. That would certainly help with intimidation. Follow my rationale here, and you can pull it up in the book. I don't remember what page it was, but I, in addition to long rifle, I took mimicry. And I'm trying my best to mimic Captain's fast talking here. Interesting. Okay, what what exactly does Mimic do? That's exciting. I forget. The last time I tried to pull it up, I struggled to even find it. Oops. Mimicry. I thought Mimicry made you, like, change into to something. Oh, no, 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 no. It's uh, suddenly become a beautiful woman. He's mimicking me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an IQ hard and it's the, the ability to imitate voices. And I'm trying to, you know, imitate Rory in, in those strong, profound moments. She's fast talking her ass off. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. And it references acting minus six or linguistics minus four. Well, this, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So I, I'm going to say if you make your mimicry roll, and if you succeed at all, then you can use the fast talk skill in this case, and then we'll roll for fast talk. Okay. It looks like we're looking at IQ minus five. So we'll go with that. Okay. Which is not great. Oh, no, I blew it like hard. Uh, fell by six. Okay. So you're doing your best. Captain Rory and impersonation and Kayun and Captain Rory would probably not recognize that that's what you're doing. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so Captain Melmar says in a crisis situation, I grant my crew, including my chief engineer, the freedom to make decisions on their own, because I'm sure you all understand in a crisis situation, there's no time to waste. And if he has to check in with me and explain every little thing he's doing and we discuss it in a committee, that costs us valuable time and could lead to the situation getting out of control. And Hank's going to give Rory that same look that she was just giving him. (laughs) Oh, is that so, huh? Yeah, see if she's writing that down. (laughs) I don't write stuff down. (laughs) Two real quick things. Intimidation is Will minus five. So... No, it would have been worse. It would have been a fail by like eight. Okay. And then I would like to, if possible, roll another mind reading thing to see what's going on in the captain's mind. All right. That is a success by five. Jeez. 
son of a gun. He succeeded by four. That's, <laughs> that's still not good enough. Okay. So it's harder to sense his thoughts this time. Obviously, he is being interrogated, and so all of his defenses are up. You know, he's really on guard, but you managed to get through. And he's thinking, this has nothing to do with you. I wish these guys would just mind their own business. It's nothing to do with anybody. It's nothing to do with, well, except for the, the Gardones. But these guys don't know the Gardones, so why do they care? Everybody, let's just be cool. I wish everybody would just be cool. Now, Captain, I just want to make sure you understand this is not an interrogation. We're just trying to figure out what's going on here, okay? So that it doesn't duplicate here. Can you think of any non-standard event that might have triggered the malfunction of the reactors? I want to add a assist with a fast talk here. Yeah, like, I mean, were you hauling something explosive? What are you guys hauling? <laughs> what, what are you hauling? <laughs> Make a fast talk roll. I've rolled two ones and a two. So three. No, four. Wow. <laughs> That's a critical success. That yeah. is a critical success. Oh, my goodness. I'm using my charity dice that I did for our charity game. Oh. Okay. Okay. So you're fast talking and you have just done an amazing job. I'm trying to catch him off guard and get him to at least pause and look like he's lying if he doesn't tell us exactly what he's hauling. All right. So he, he looks at you. He does pause. And he says, <sighs> all right, fine. The story I told you before wasn't the entire whole truth. <gasps> We're all friends here. There's no reason for any dishonesty. I'm just going to come out and tell you the whole entire truth. I'm not the captain of that ship. Bum, bum, bum. The mystery deepens. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. I am back from my latest trip abroad, and we are jumping back into the show full steam ahead. In response to the question, what should the cautious optimism rallying cry be, the voice of our cold opens, Rob, had a few suggestions. On Slack, he said, how about optimists onward, optimists obliterate, or something alliterative like that? Or just stay safe, be smart, and try not to blow up Hank this time. Or, as I keep listening, save our shit also feels like it would usually apply. Thanks, Rob. We'll start trying those out and see which one has that true cautious optimism feel. If you have some rallying cry suggestions, there are a multitude of options for how to get them to us. You can post them on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, or you can email them to podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. You can also follow Rob's lead and post them on our Slack channel, which you can find by heading over to geek2geekmedia.com and going to the Contact Us tab. If you'd like to support our cast in their other endeavors, you can listen to Kelly on her podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek. You can listen to Todd on Nerdberg Review, which he hosts with Alinzia, and Farming Simulated, which he hosts with Bama. You can also check out Bama's D&D Twitch stream, King of the Heel. You can check out Raven on Girls Gone Wow if you are a World of Warcraft player, or The Tenth Divine if Elder Scrolls Online is more your thing. And I can, of course, be found on my podcast, Geektitude. 
That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Sunday, October 9th, with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again on October 16th with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see who this Captain Melmar really is, right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Captain Melmar has just said, I was not the captain of that ship. Well, then who the hell are you? As I immediately draw my pistol. I do a motion to Hank, like, hold on, hold on, because he's laying down in a bed. Hold on. Finger's not on the trigger, Captain. It's okay. Okay. I do work for the Lightspeed Plus shipping company, but I am more of a security commander than a ship captain, per se. The ship that just exploded belonged to the Gardor crime family. The Gardors have been customers of the LSP for a long, long time, using us to ship some of their narcotics from place to place. They were making lots of money. We were making money. Everybody was happy. It was, it was a great situation. And then one day, the Gardones decide that they're losing too much profit paying for us to ship their product around. So they bought a bunch of their own cargo ships and hired their own crew and started shipping their own product themselves, cutting us out. So me and my men were sent to capture one of the Gardone ships. And the plan was to capture the ship, the product, and their crew and essentially blackmail the Gardone family into using us instead of doing their own shipping. But the crew set their ship to self-destruct after we had seized control of it. And, well, you guys pretty much know what happened after that. So now, instead of having the crew and product and ship to either blackmail or return with the agreement that the Gardones would use us for their future shipping or any of that, now we've just killed their crew. Even though it wasn't technically our fault, they set it to self-destruct, but still the Gardones are probably going to blame us. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the LSP is going to be very upset at us for basically starting a war with the Gardone family now. Well, this does change things quite a bit. Can Kyan make a mind-reading roll just to check for any missing info that might have been left out? You sure can. I just rolled three ones. <gasps> Boom. Critical success. Take a picture of that. Okay. So as Captain Melmar is 
spilling the beans with his mouth, you peer into his now completely unguarded mind, and you hear him say, they're probably not going to figure out that Gardor is the home planet of the Gardone crime family, and that there is no LSP station there, and that they're dropping us off so that we can steal another Gardone ship and hopefully pretend like we don't know anything about the one that blew up and the one we stole is the one we captured and our butts are going to be saved. And I don't see any reason to tell them that. <laughs> Even I had put that together. I mean, it would be, come on now. Come on now. Kyan has caught Rory's eye and it just shakes his head now. <sighs> it seems to me, Don Captain, that essentially... I've got a decision to make. In the meantime, hmm, Hank, you'll be fine just to stay here and make sure nobody gets squirrely or does anything crazy for a second, right? And eases his finger into the trigger card. Absolutely, Captain. <sighs> Kyan? Yes, ma'am? Let's go to my office, which is the cockpit, by the way. <laughs> he follows her out. And where is Rico in all of this? She's not with you. I think she's keeping an eye on the bacteria and on the engine and making sure that that all went all right. I don't think she came with you when you went to the med bay. Okay. Do we want to have maybe Rico kind of be in there so that it's not just Hank by himself? Not that I don't trust Hank. I just don't want to leave him on the, his own with no backup. Well, I'm not planning to actually go to my... I was just going to go out in the hallway. Okay. So yeah, so when we're out in the hallway and the door is shut... <sighs> Do we have enough <laughs> things around to knock these guys out too? I know it's it's an old trope, but I, I want you to just knock everybody out all the time. I have no problem with that. You know, they're comfortable. Them being asleep, it's also good for our ration condition. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get that set up and done because we got to have a whole crew meeting about the opportunity that just fell into our laps. Right. And he's going to just make sure that he tells her all of the stuff, even though she figured most of it out, he's going to just kind of. Go over the details. Yeah. The news to me is that they were going to try to steal a whole nother ship and just act like this ship didn't exist or blow up or any of that. I knew that the Gardone family was from Gardone, where we're headed. Like, it's the same name. <laughs> oh, you solved my complex riddle. I did. I figured I saw through your ruse. You got to get up pretty early in the morning. But yeah, so I don't know, I don't know how that's going to play out, but let's let's go back in there and do that. All right, so he's just going to go in, he's going to start getting his sleep juice ready. Okay, are you trying to be subtle? Like, are you trying to stick him with the sleep juice stealthily, or... Oh, I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> and I'm going to be talking to them to distract them while it's happening, so... I don't know about you, but if somebody was talking to me, I would still be aware of somebody coming at me with a giant needle. <laughs> What's not a giant needle? <laughs> <laughs> we, we use standard needles here. It's a standard needle. We're not cruel. I, even a regular needle feels pretty giant. I think even Liana would notice that. <laughs> so what are you saying, Captain Rory, as kind prepares? So I go in and I say, so let's just be straight with each other. What's your real name? Oh, Melmar is my, my real name. I'm just, I'm not Captain Melmar. I'm Commander Melmar. So, obviously, this guy's on your crew. What about the guy in the cryo bed? Oh, they're all my people. None of the Gardones survived. Like, so... <sighs> hmm. I don't know. I just don't understand your reasoning. Like, I understand what you're trying to do. Like, I get the outcome that you want. But, you know, so they cut you out. You're no longer the middleman. That's going to make the LSP upset. 
I get that. But this is one ship. Like, how much stuff is coming out of that planet? The point of this was to send a message that we're a bigger and stronger organization than them. And if they're going to try to cut us out, we're going to fight back. Bigger, maybe, but smarter. I don't think so at this point. And obviously, they're willing to fight back harder. Well, that was a surprise to us. Well, what do you think? Well, you steal another ship. They're not going to do the exact same thing. Hey, first of all, okay, I just execute the plan. I didn't come up with the plan. And as he reaches forward with the pistol, he's like, and what's to make us think you're not going to try to steal our ship? Whoa, hey, hey, hey. Because we don't have a beef with you guys. We don't know you from anyone. And that's the point. We don't know you either. And you just admitted to Grand Theft Ship from a drug family who is going to come down on you like I don't even know. Yes, because they did us dirty. Right. So far, so far, you and us, members of the Lightspeed Plus shipping company, have been getting along great and we don't have any bad blood. Now, if you do anything untoward... Oh, I'm quite capable of being very untoward. I'm sure you are. But do you want to create some bad blood between your rinky-dinky little ship here and the Lightspeed Plus shipping company? We haven't decided. Well, that would be a terrible idea for you, just so you know. Well, do you realize you put us in the situation of now that we've rescued you, this Gardone family is going to be like thinking that we're on their side? That's not cool, my friend. You've put us into the middle of this situation. That's unfortunate, but trust me, you're better off with the Gardones being mad at you than the LSP being mad at you. What if we don't want anybody mad at us? Well, you should have stayed home. (laughs) A big talk from a guy who's on a slab that we just rescued. Shoulda, coulda, woulda is not going to keep me from throwing your ass out the airlock. I don't know why everyone's all upset. We appreciate you rescuing us. We're prepared to have the LSP send you a handsome reward once we get home safely. I'm listening. And I've got a plan once you drop us off on Gardor to make sure that the LSP is happy with me and my people again. And when I tell them that you guys helped us, they'll be in a good mood and will be more than happy to give you a big reward. I'm going to look at Kai and Captain and kind of nod back towards the door. As all this has been happening, I think Commander Melmar has been pretty well distracted. Kyan, have you gone to stick him? Well, I I don't even know that I'm making any attempt to hide the fact that (laughs) I am preparing needles. Okay. Because my whole thing is, is it's a sedative, and we don't trust these people, so we don't want them conscious while we're trying to figure out what to do with them. I have no problem saying that to them. All right. Well, you've got the needles all prepped and ready to go, FYI. All right. Captain, permission to secure our passengers? Yes. We'll wake you up when we've decided what to do. I promise. He looks at Kyan and the needle and he says, what What? What you got there, Doc? Just a nice sedative. You can be relaxed. You will be able to rest and recover. And most importantly, you won't be causing us any problem while we figure out what to do with you. This is really going to reduce your reward. Kyan, if I may, I, I would like to speak with you and the captain before any rash movements are made. Kyan looks at the captain. This isn't rash. It's just putting him to sleep. Okay. All right. So I would like to attempt to sedate said crewman. He doesn't actually resist. He gives you the stink eye, but uh, that's about it. And this is easy enough to do. You don't need to make a medical roll. Uh, you successfully put him to sleep. All right. 
obviously the other guy is going to get sedated. And then, um, and that's easy enough because he was pretending to be asleep anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Hank's going to holster his weapon and walk away. All right. Well, I I follow him. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go out too. He just keeps walking. He heads back to engineering. Well, so we yell out before he can go back to engineering. (laughs) Hey, did you wanted to, you wanted to talk out here? We're, now let's talk. No, it's irrelevant now, and he just keeps walking. So I turn to Kyan. I think we might have a problem with Hank. <laughs> Break out the sedatives. <laughs> <laughs> Solution to everything. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Like he had a plan. He did not communicate. I mean, he did want us to step out, but I don't know. I mean, you know, I've never had a plan that was not. It was ignored or didn't go the way I instruct people to, so I wouldn't know, I, honestly. But but, <laughs> but yeah, so crew meeting, do you feel confident that they're going to be out for a while? Um, well, medically, yes. The fact that this ship is called the Cautious Optimism? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We I have no not. guarantee that the sun will rise in the morning. I understand. Um, <laughs> so, Shipcom, call a crew meeting in the mess hall, please. Throughout the ship, every loudspeaker goes... Beep, beep, boop. Meeting in the break room. All hands to the break room. Staff meeting in the break room. Have a nice day. Beep, beep, boop. And the camera zooms in on Hank stepping into engineering, and he's tossing shit around, and he's getting quite animated about it. And how does he react to hearing the announcement that there's a ship meeting? Oh, he throws more stuff around. Ooh. All right. So a few minutes later, in the old break room, everybody has shown up. Does Hank go to the meeting? He will arrive fashionably late. Okay. And he'll just step in and lean against the wall and his arms across his chest. Liliana's going to wave, hi! (laughs) He'll throw a meek smile her direction. So here's the update. The people that we rescued weren't the original people on the ship. They were trying to steal the ship. So now we've got them sedated. Now we got to figure out which side of this drug war we want to fall down on, how it can benefit us, and if we want to get involved at all. I think we're already involved. Well, I mean, no one else knows that we're involved. It's containable at this point. Hank, you seem very agitated. What's up? I'm beginning to think that rather than think through things, you're leaning a little too heavy on those needles of yours, and it's it's beginning to concern me. Okay, I'm not quite sure where this is coming from, but all right. Your solutions here lately is let's just knock somebody out. Let's not talk to them. Let's not actually formulate a plan. Let's not make an agreement with someone. Let's just knock them out. Well, we're formulating a plan right now. Right. And you've already cost us his trust. I wouldn't have his trust. (laughs) Uh, I didn't pretend to do anything. I didn't, I didn't hide any that I wasn't like, I was very upfront about what I was doing and why I was doing it. So my fears are. Doctor, your actions are going to bite us in the rear. He's going to act all amenable until we drop him off, and we will, at some point in the future, end up in their crosshairs. Well, first of all, direct that at me. I told Kyan to do it. Yeah. Um, also, you had a gun on him. That was just intimidation. I wasn't going to do anything. Well, we didn't do anything either. He's a patient. He's gone to sleep. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of resent. This attitude, it's like, I, I honestly was very straight up and f- straightforward about what I was doing. Okay. And w- now we have an opportunity to actually come up with a plan because we have three potential outcomes that I can foresee. And I want to hear about y'all's potential outcomes that you can foresee. We're not going to just drop them off. 
That was never going to be the plan. If that was going to be the plan, we wouldn't need to do anything. Well, why don't we? Because Kyan read his mind and knew that he said they were just going to try to steal another ship and do the same thing again. I'm not sure I understand why that's our problem, Captain. Yeah. Because we have an opportunity. Our whole goal here is to take out, ultimately, take out the guild. We've now potentially run into a group of people who have the ability to do that who don't like the guild. We could, A, give these guys back to them and bypass this whole planet altogether and get in good with the lightning speed chipping whatevers. Or we could use these guys to get in good with the crime family on this planet we're about to land on and need to do a whole bunch of stuff on. Or we could just let them go and then continue on. But we have an opportunity. We have a way in to talk to a league of very capable people who our intentions could align with. I mean, it was never that we were just going to keep working for the guild for the rest of the time. I mean, the guild are bad folks, and we know that they are into trading slaves, which is not what we do. We got to bring that down. We don't know that these people are any better, Captain. We don't, but we could, I mean, we could find out. And we don't know if they're still going to like us after they wake up from our having just sedated them. Well, I don't think they liked us anyway. This is the way I look at it. I said, hey, I'm going to sedate you. I do that. When they get unsedated, they know that we have said what we were going to do. We did not do any harm. We simply secured them to make sure that we had time to figure out what our next step was. So at the very least, they know that when we say that we did this, that's what we did. That's the way I look at it. I mean, and Hank, you threatened to throw them out of an airlock. Yes, I I threatened. I didn't do it. I don't know. Maybe it's the lack of sleep. Maybe it's the lack of actual coffee. I I don't know. I'm just not in the mood for this cavalier attitude today. I don't don't know. Well, I mean, you were in a mood for a cavalier attitude when you completely disobeyed my orders on the other ship and threw a bomb into the cockpit. That's true. I mean, if you want to compare cavalier attitudes, I mean, you disobeyed a direct order. I mean, either we're a crew or we're not. You're the captain. If you don't want to be on the ship, I mean, you know, we're coming up on a planet here that's got a mining colony. You're welcome to leave at any point. But this is my ship. I have a duty to protect this crew. And I don't care about these people that we save that aren't even the real people from the ship. If if there's an opportunity here to complete our goals, that we use it. And that's something we need to discuss with each other and bring our heads together about. I don't care about gaining their trust. They're cargo at this point. You couldn't trust them anyway. Well, would we want to gain the trust of a mob family down on the planet? If we need to stay on that planet for a little while and be safe, yeah, maybe. All right. Well, I'm fine if everybody else is fine. I don't think I need to dwell on this anymore, but I don't, I'm not going to speak for other people. Like if somebody's still got a problem with me, they're more than welcome to voice it. Hank will hold his hands up in front of him. Just, okay. Rico's just sort of watching everyone like with a like, wow, okay, this, this, this got kind of heavy. I am always open to suggestion and you guys have had fantastic ideas in the past, way better than what I've come up with. But at the end of the day, I'm the one who has to pull the trigger, metaphorically and actually. And so as we head towards this planet, we're going to have to have a plan when we get there. And if our plan is to do nothing, then that's still our plan. But there's certain things we have to do in order to make sure that we can do nothing. It's not easy. We're not just traveling through in a family van here. We work for a thieves guild. We carry dangerous cargo. We have a secret mission to take down this guild. We've got a hundred things that we've got on a list of, to, to do. Well, what if when we get to that planet, Kyan 
reads the minds of the mob people, and maybe they're good guys. Could be. Maybe these people that we're talking to are making them sound like they're bad people. They're a crime family. But do we know that? Well, we don't. that They're shipping drugs, but so were we. Are we the bad guys? <laughs> am i the drama i'm not the drama am i not the drama am i is it me um i mean uh, it depends on who you ask liliana i think we try to be the good guys but i mean you know we have done some really shady stuff in the past they might be better than we are but we won't know until we get there and we won't know what to do with these folks until we get there. Because maybe there are good people down there and we would want to help them out. Well, I imagine if it's a planet, it can't just be one family on it. I mean, I'm not a biologist, but I can't imagine that that goes over real well. Maybe it's a little teeny tiny planet. It's a tiny planet with six <laughs> folks. At which point, I don't know how much help they're going to be. <laughs> it's like this little asteroid. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's just, there's, there's too much unknown right now and we've got to kind of be on our toes and keep our heads on a swivel to figure out what we're going to do when we know more about the situation. But I will leave it at this. I'm open to suggestions on what to do, but right now we've got some options. Everybody's resting comfortably while they're sedated. They're not going to be eating up our rations, which is also good. Also helps with one of our problems and everybody's got stuff they got to do. So in the next couple of days, I suggest we just go and do the things we got to do. Sounds like a plan. Uh, yes, Captain. Sounds like a good plan. Aye, aye, Captain. All right. And I reach for a coffee mug that's not there, and I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So after all that, I think as everybody's going to bed, at the end of the first full day, there's 1.75 days left before the FTL engines <laughs> are back online. As everyone snuggles into bed, the camera pans over to Rico. Rico, as you're laying under the covers, getting ready to fall asleep, suddenly something heavy lands on you and digs into you with its vicious claws. <gasps> you open your eyes to look to see what it is, but you don't see anything. <gasps> it's my ferret! Ferret! Hello, ferret! ferret! And the invisible ferret walks up to you and nuzzles your chin. Oh, it's the ferret! Aww! Yay! <gasps> Hello, ferret! I'm terribly sorry about all of that, um, you know, falling over in your cage breaking and things. Um, yeah, I guess you can stay here for the time being. We'll find you a new cage tomorrow. He nuzzles your face again a little bit, and then he uh, lays down at the foot of your bed. And as far as you can tell, it's hard to know without being able to see him, but it, it seems like he's going to sleep. Next time on The Cautious Optimism. Today, the Senate will vote on the formation of the Interplanetary Police Force, a federally controlled military agency that will invade the planets of any League member that doesn't fall in line with what the wealthy politicians say. we got to make a decision on who we're going to turn them over to, because I don't like the idea of just leaving them on the planet to steal another ship. At least with the Guild, we know as long as we kind of play ball with them, they'll leave us alone. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. 
You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geek mediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 